0: Terms and conditions apply. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt
1: Brown on v the sports betting network.
2: It is primetime action live from the South Point Hotel Casino. Tip of the strip, Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could join us on a Monday night. The break between the NBA regular season and the play-in games beginning tomorrow. Seven, eight games in both the East and West. Then the 9-10 games on Wednesday. we got series prices to get to. Doug Gazeria will join us from uh, Daily Wager to talk NBA with us. Paul Carr, Champions League, resumes tomorrow. And Paul Sporer on
1: Major League Baseball. And we do have some games that are set to begin momentarily. We do. we got a couple of first pitches coming here in the next 20-ish minutes. This one coming in about five. The Blue Jays and the Yankees. Alec Manoa on the hill for the Blue Jays. Jamison Tyon for the Yankees. Minus 120 on uh, on Tyon and the Yankees as home favorites in that one. If you want the Blue Jays on the road as underdogs, looking at about even money on them, nine is your total. 720 Eastern. We got the Nationals and the Braves. We got Josh Rogers on the hill for the Nationals. We got... Anoa on the hill for the Braves. Braves are minus 240 home favorites here over the Nats. Plus 195 if you want the road underdogs. Nine and a half is your total. Seven Eastern, 740, 740 Eastern. Got the Mariners and the Twins. We have Chris Flexen on the hill for the Mariners. Dylan Bundy on the hill for the Twins. Twins are minus 135 home favorites over the Mariners. Plus 115 if you want the road underdog. Nine and a half is your total in that game. 938 Eastern, 638 Pacific. We have the Marlins and the Angels. Um, Hernandez on the hill for the Marlins. Lorenzen on the hill for the Angels. Minus 120 for the Angels as home favorites. Even money on the Marlins as road underdogs. Nine, your total in that one. And then we have 945 Eastern, 645 Pacific. The Padres and the Giants. we got Martinez versus Wood. Wood and the Giants, minus 150 home favorites over the Padres, plus 130 if you want the road underdog. Eight and a half is your total in that one. Over on the – real quick for that Angels game, Mike Trout is going to sit this one out. Apparently a stomach bug for him tonight. So no Mike Trout in that one. Just one game over on the ice tonight. That is facing off right now, however. So if you do want to get in – it is the Jets and the Canadians. We have the Jets as minus one thirty-five road favorites over the Canadians, plus one fifteen as uh, home underdogs for the Canadians. Gil mentioned we do have the NBA starting tomorrow night. If you want to get ahead of these lines before people start start betting into these things, uh, the Calves and the Nets. Uh, It was first game tomorrow. The Nets are eight and a half point favorites in that one over the Cavs. Two twenty eight and a half is the total. And then you got the Clippers and the Timberwolves also tomorrow night. The Timberwolves are three to three and a half point favorites in that one. Two thirty two thirty and a half is the total there.
2: All right. Uh, No surprise. Lakers firing coach Frank Vogel. Uh, We should point that out after what could be considered the Lakers finest performance of the season last night. Coming Coming back from nine points down with a minute left. Uh, but we knew that was coming. Frank Vogel takes the blame for a season gone bad.
1: And how much really is Frank Vogel to blame? Zero percent? I mean. Pretty much. Five percent. I mean, five to ten percent because there's a little bit of, like, not letting the, what is it? Don't don't let the inmates run the asylum or okay. whatever or I'll something like that. that. I'll so give you that. There's yeah, I'm a
2: little go bit of that. 2.7 oh, you know,
3: percent. I'm going to go with eight no, percent. No. I'm with Matt. I think way it's lower. between five and ten.
2: Ah, way lower. 2.84% is as much as I give you. Goran Dragic uh, cleared health and safety protocols available for tomorrow night's game versus Cleveland in that 7 8 play in game that Matt just discussed. Uh, still waiting word on whether Ben Simmons will be available if the Nets, if probably the Nets, make the first round of the playoffs. We don't have word yet on Jamal Murray. Uh, or uh, anyone with the Denver Nuggets showing up. And we are still not 100% sure that Steph Curry will be with the Warriors for game one of the Western Conference first-round series, the Warriors against the uh, Nuggets in a 3-6. But we believe that, in fact, that will happen. But we'll see. All of those still up in the air. Um, We can go a couple different directions here because, obviously, golf and and basketball, we'll get to and all. but But since we're talking basketball, were you surprised at all because we remember last Thursday, we had this with the Celtics resting players, and they happened to lose to the Bucs, but they got bailed out by the Sixers losing. Were you surprised at all yesterday by, first of all, the Bucks played it brilliantly. They knew if they lost, they sort of checkmated the Celtics. The Celtics were damned if they did and damned if they didn't. They were either going to face the Nets or the, or the Raptors, so it was sort of a Sophie's Choice for them. They opted to play well and try to win, and they did handily over the Grizzlies. They end up facing what we think will be the Nets in a 2-7. But were you surprised that the Sixers rested and beat and hardened and didn't didn't even give it a go?
1: I'm not even surprised at anything anymore because I can't figure out what any, any like I can't figure out what half these teams are doing or what they're trying to accomplish with any of this stuff. Or if they're trying to accomplish anything. I don't know. Maybe they're just kinda like whatever. We don't we don't care one way or the other. But I was sitting there it's yesterday. a pretty accurate answer, I think. Yeah, like I was sitting there yesterday to yeah. like I don't I don't I guess I can't figure out any of this stuff. What seems logical to me apparently is not logical, so I guess I just I'm gonna step back and let these guys do what they will. I guess I, I, it's just some of the decision making over the last three or four days have been crazy.
3: I mean, I think the end of the as far as it it goes with the Boston Celtics, I think the end of last week was more confusing than. This weekend. Oh, they, for sure. For the Right, because when it came to yesterday, they it had, was
2: very clear. They made the right choice.
3: Go out and yes. win, right, and avoid going
2: to Toronto. Totally. Having to go to Toronto. So, think about sure. that. The Nets are a better choice for them than the Raptors. It, for them, it, for it, is, them right? it is.
3: For them, it is. So I think for them, it was, and man, I I know we got fruit baskets coming, kill, but the last day of the NBA regular uh, season. It's the most it's beautiful just thing in the world. Oh,
2: it's man. the most beautiful thing in the world. It
3: was glorious.
2: This, but, the Sixers thing, just to add to it, they knew that Matisse Teibel wouldn't be able to play in Toronto if right. they ended up in a 4-5 series against Toronto. And even even knowing that, they decided to—and I get it. They beat the Pistons and everybody—I'm getting a lot of feedback from Philly fans today who are like, what are you talking about? They won anyway. So obviously they did the right thing. Okay, you're focusing on the result, not the process. Isn't that ironic that for a team that told you to trust the process, now you're all about the result? I'm just saying they didn't maximize their chances to get out of that. It worked out anyway for them. Just what you said, Matt. It just teaches you a lot about these teams, that Milwaukee's having internal conversations where they get what they're supposed to do. And then there's some other teams that I don't know if it's a if Daryl Morey's not as not as sharp as we think he is or if he's just not having a conversation with Doc Rivers. They're not having internal conversations, whatever it is. Now they're faced with a prospect, and by the way, we'll get to our picks. I've already bet the Raptors to win the series. I think they're in dire straits if they lose even one home game. I I think that is a I think it's
3: fairly accurate to say. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's a it. That's a series. I mean, as far as a series price, I have I have no interest in touching. Might be betting it game to game, but I think it's going to be close. There's no doubt. Raptors are a good team. Uh, golf
2: yesterday. We'll get to all of this later in the show. By the way, these are for overnight uh, because we're now in Monte Carlo in on the tennis tour, on the ATP tour. So these aren't till the dead of night here in the United States, but I do have two tennis picks in Monte Carlo. By the way, how great would it be if we could uh, do this show from Monaco above the clay courts? I've heard good things. I've heard good things also. I do have Oslan Karatsev 120 over uh, Holger, Holger Vitas Rune. He has another name, but I'll just spare you with the other name. And then D- uh, David Goffin, Over a Jerry Lehec minus one fifty two, so a couple tennis picks into the night, and there is my Raptors series price. Did you guys uh, do anything in baseball tonight? Anything? No,
1: nothing baseball for me. I I I didn't. I mean, we're pulling back the curtain here. After nice little nice little win yesterday, I'd. I, I decided to take the night off from, from any researching or anything like that and just uh just just have some fun.
3: Oh, uh, the difference between Saturday of just it was it was so nerve wracking getting through the whole week. We all had Scotty Scheffler tickets if if you weren't haven't been following us last week. So cash, 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 nice, beautiful. But it was that was a stressful Saturday to get through, like kind of not really. People that weren't on Scheffler out there were like you were stressed by that. It was. It was a little stressful, okay? W- Especially for me who's had eight tournaments this year where I have an outright finish second or third. Okay. This was nice to finally get one home.
2: I gotta tell you, I did the old Matt Brown thing. I had that leaderboard so covered and there was no stress at all. Like it let every tournament be that way. Scheffler, you guys uh, McElroy, Smith, Connors, zalatoris Like I had all these guys except for Lowry, who wasn't really flirting at any point. So that was just as easy. Uh, that was as easy peasy as it gets. I guess my question to you, Matt is, cause I, I threw this out this morning. Does Scotty Scheffler seem different to you than the DJ, Kepka, Rory talents where we see their A-game, JT throw in there as well, where their A-game is just absolutely spectacular, but we don't see it consistently.
1: Whereas a guy like Scheffler seems to just sort of glide through it all. Well, the thing about him, though, is exactly one year ago, we were having the conversation is, with this, is this guy ever going to win a tournament? Like, I mean, literally one year ago, the conversation was, "This guy is so incredibly talented, but he can't win." It was yeah. twenty-five, you know, total. and and like that was the big, you know, that was the big. Comp- but there's all these guys younger than him, that, you know. Vic had been winning, all the, you know, the the, the Neiman had won, like all, all these guys, all these younger dudes had won, right? More and count. so it was like, ah, oh, you know, Scotty ever going to win? When's he going to finally win one? And here we are now, you know, for the last for the last six, and. When you go out and did what do what he did in the masters with that course, I mean yeah, I understand the the way that it ended is was a little comical, and certainly, I'm sure he's glad he had the buffer that he had and, and
2: sorry sorry, anybody who had the under on uh two seventy seven and a half or two seventy six and a half is the closing score for the leader oh
1: brutal. yeah uh, but but you know the the way that he went out and just dominated that tournament when everybody struggled, I mean, we, I mean we, in that, we in that tournament with, what was it, seven guys under par? That was it, or nine guys under par or something like that, had it starting with a uh, field of 90? I mean, that's, that's just ridiculous for him to be able to, to do that. So, I mean, he's a guy that now, you know, the win equity for him is probably the highest of any golfer that we've seen in the last, probably in the last five or six years. So, did
2: you answer the question there? Is he different? Do you view him differently than those guys?
1: These guys, I've seen all of these guys go on heaters. So, I just yeah. don't know. We'll, we'll you seen, see.
2: You've seen any of them go on four wins in 57 days? No. I'm just saying. I, there's Something Something feels different to me. What would you have to get for to him to win the Grand Slam? 100 to 1? One, 200 to 1? One? 100. 100? 100, 100, 100. Coming back right here on VEASAN's Primetime Action
0: with Paul Spore. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VCN, the sports betting network.
2: Conquer the competition for cash with the Northman Clash on the Ice Challenge. Join two free-to-play pools and compete for your share of $10,000 in total cash prizes with your hockey predictions. That's the Northman Clash on the Ice Challenge. Head to DraftKings.com slash TheNorthman. Now to join the action. The Northman in theaters April 22nd. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.
1: Something you would go watch? Northman. Uh Northman. The Northman. The, North, the Northman. Anyone's wondering. Yeah. And now Andy the McNeil. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And now, by
2: the way, you see Andy McNeil on uh, Hockey Night in Canada, L- or whatever it's called? Looking good, man. Man, he seems so comfortable. He does. I know. I was like, where is this on him? Brings like, the energy. Well, I'm like, where's the energy went, on primetime action? What happened? Why? Hey, you never like this on our air. He's like, uh, whatever. We'll have him tomorrow. Whatever, man. We'll give him some crap tomorrow. Oh, he's national now. He do not care. Ladies and gentlemen, this man is national. From uh, FanGraphs, also sleeper in the bus podcast and Twitch.tv TV slash It's Paul Spore. How you doing, Paulie? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We're good, man. Can I speak on behalf of everybody? Everybody's good. Yeah, we we, we drove through a dust storm to get here. It's it's, it's a miracle we're all here. By the way,
1: to the I point of one. to the point of the phones all went off. Did they with alerts? Oh yes, oh, yeah. we got alerts. Like That's right, alerts on That's... the phone that said dust storm. Yes. visibility could be zero it said <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: it's just a- I went through one like that was seriously awful like a bunch of people died in it. Sorry to be really dark, but yeah, Um, I got the, I I missed the like worst of it, but it was still awful. Couldn't see for like a good while, had to reroute added like three hours to my trip. I was driving from Austin to Phoenix for uh, Arizona fall league. It was a total nightmare. And I tried to do the drive all in one trip and that extra three hours made that last leg an absolute nightmare. I had like, the air on full blast, trying to keep myself awake, it
2: was really, really brutal. Yeah, if you can avoid freeways during such a thing, then by all means, please do so. Terrifying. Yeah. Um, okay, let me just ask you a selfish question before we get to the baseball of the night. I made okay. about three bajillion player uh, prop bets, future season uh, season long ones for the season, okay. RBI, home run, MVP, that kind of thing. The very last one I made on the eve of the season was Byron Buxton to win the MVP, AL MVP at 25 to one true or false. That will be, that will end up being my last wager will end up being my best one. I mean, if he stays healthy, yeah. that's uh, that's That's exactly what I
1: said when Gil said, I'm like, like, yeah, he's one of the best players I've ever seen, but he plays about 75 games a
0: year. That's the thing. It's not the talent. It's not the talent at all. It's all about keeping his body right. And uh, you know, avoiding any trouble in the outfield there. That's, that's all it comes down to, which, Hey, that's a good spot to be in though. Right. When, when all you need is the health, the, 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 the development is there. The, the talent is there. I always like to make those bets. I talk about this a lot in fantasy. I want to bet on a guy where the talent's already set and I just need him to stay healthy. I don't want to bet on a guy who I need to learn how to hit for power or to, uh, you know, learn another pitch or anything like that. I, I will still bet on guys like that. But generally speaking, the best guy to bet on is the one who's already a stud and just needs to find health.
1: Well, there is uh, a guy who had a pretty good week as well here. Um, that is still, I think, fifty to one or something like that. Talking about a guy that you know has the talent. Alex Bregman hits four twenty-nine in first week. Two homers for him. Six RBI. Four runs for him. Nolan Arenado hits five hundred in the shortened mm-hmm. first week. Two bombs. Seven RBI. Four runs. Um, look, these are both guys with pedigrees here. I mean, it's, I don't want to, I don't want to overreact by any stretch of the imagination. I sure. think Arenado at twenty-seven to one might be a little short on him, but, but Bregman is a guy on a good team that we know has the talent, has the has the skill set, certainly has the pedigree as well. At fifty to one, um,
0: that is at least somewhat attractive to me. I find it actually quite a bit attractive. Uh, I was really big on a Bregman return this year, and obviously nothing uh, about this weekend makes that call correct yet. I'm not suggesting anything close to that, but I'm obviously very happy that he's come out of the gate firing. Um, I, I could just reiterate everything I said about talent versus the health piece. Nobody disputes how good Alex Bregman is. It's a matter of whether or not that wrist is good to go for 145, 150 plus games. Uh, And I'm hoping that it is, and I'm willing to bet on that. So yeah, at 50 to one, that's pretty good. He's also on a high quality team, which we've talked about before. Shouldn't necessarily be a big factor in the MVP votes, but, but it is, it absolutely is. And so being great on a good team. Take that all day. I love the Bregman one for sure.
2: Did you have the A's beating the Rays eight to nothing in the top of the second?
0: <laughs> Good Absolutely did not. Yeah. Um, well, I actually didn't see what happened with Patino. But did he get taken out due to injury? I do. I know he was though. getting. Yeah, he only went lasted two and a third or two thirds. Excuse me. Uh, one run, one hit. And then it was Maza who's in and just getting absolutely destroyed right now by the A's uh, we have a we have a couple games here coming. One is about to start Nationals
2: at Braves, and then in about twenty minutes, the Mariners at the Twins. Anything, any thoughts on either of those two?
0: Um, no, I mean I was kind of looking at you know that this one's going to start really quickly, but I, I'm a little bit intrigued by Hosker and Noah like a uh, a strikeout prop if you can get one. I think it was at four and a half. Um, that Nats team swings and misses a lot. They got a good top half of the lineup. Obviously, they have some superstar talent, but it dies off pretty quickly. They've been striking out a good bit early on. Otherwise, though, I'm kind of sitting on. Uh, the, the Mariners twins game. I like the over there. I see, I see it at nine or nine and a half. I take either of them. I think we can get 10 plus runs there pretty easily with Chris Flexen and Dylan Bundy going. Those are both quality lineups uh, that have had been, they've been up and down in the first few games. You know, they've had a couple of games where they got uh, where they didn't hit as well and others where they've exploded. I like both those teams to go off against Flexen and Bundy. So I, I like the over on that game in particular.
1: Paul, we don't talk a lot of fantasy on on here, especially from a season long, because there's, you know, I I think that season long baseball fantasy has probably dwindled quite a bit over the last few years. But, um, you know, if you're going to make a move here early on in the season, this would be the time we'd certainly want to give some people some good advice. So who did you see kind of in the first week, whether it be because of where they're hitting in the lineup or because of an opportunity that presented itself or whatever it might be, who are two or three guys that you have kind of targeted in on here that maybe you weren't on your radar even, you know, two days leading
0: into the season? well, obviously Steven Kwan's getting all the attention, but he's being snapped up left and right. Sunday night is a big night for a lot of leagues to do ads. So last night was a big night for people to add guys and Kwan was, was, was a major target. So was Josh Lowe. So I'll kind of avoid those two uh, because they're obvious. Check your waiver wire though. You never know, never assume check your waiver wire. I think both of those guys are worth adding in all formats. Uh, one of Kwan's teammates, Oscar Mercado has a couple of homers, including a grand slam. This was a guy I really liked off of his 2019 rookie year. The he had 15 homers and 15 steals. I'm like, here's an here's the next kind of power speed guy. I really like that player type. And he just hasn't really done much since. 2020, obviously a lost season for a lot of guys. I don't hold that against him, but he wasn't very good last year. And I was worried about where playing time was going to come this year. Well, then they dealt Bradley Zimmer, which is kind of a vote of confidence on Oscar Mercado because now you can go Mercado, Straw, and Quan, and he's off to a great start. So Oscar Mercado is somebody I'm looking to, to go for. Steals are so important in fantasy fantasy. fantasy that anybody who's running, you got to take a look at. And then I'm gonna be a little bit of a Homer and talk about my boy, Matt Manning, who dealt today. (laughs) I, I love when the fantasy community discards a hot prospect off of their initial uh, offering, whatever it is, you know, whatever is full season, half season, just a guy who was seen as a big time prospect does not pan out when they first come up. The fantasy community almost always just throws that guy off to the side. The discount is massive. Matt Manning was a complete and utter afterthought this year was not getting drafted in most leagues. Six innings, one run ball, a whole run to JD Martinez looks great in his first outing. It's one outing, right? It does not mean that everyone was wrong to to be against him, but I, I always take the $1 gamble on guys like that, the late round reserve pick gamble on guys like that, because I believe in prospect pedigree, prospectors have gotten so good at identifying the best talent in the game. Sure, guys still come out of nowhere and other, and top prospects do bust, but I'm not going to judge everything for ju- uh, for Matt Manning off of like 80 innings in the majors. So he's been great. And then speaking of prospects who you can pretty much call this guy a bust from where his prospect status was, that's jerks and far, but he's been through a lot. I think we're coming up on a decade of his career now Jeez. and three, four years of prospect status before that, where he was like the number one prospect in the game had major shoulder issues has a couple 20 Homer seasons, but he's kind of meandered around a little bit. He did hit two homers over the weekend for San Diego. If they're going to play him, I I'm interested. I've always liked Jerks and Profar, and so I take a look at him in your leagues as well. It is amazing how much uh, you know the the hype on a whole bunch of
2: prospects through the years. Hard to believe that was ten years ago for Jerks and Profar.
0: I uh, know we
2: only have 45 seconds. One, okay. those hot dogs on your shirt, and two, uh, two late games tonight. Angels hosting the Mariners, or excuse me, the uh, Angels hosting the Marlins. Pardon me. Mm-hmm. And then the Padres are in San Francisco to take on the Giants, who are on pace to win another 107 games.
0: They are hot dogs and it's Hamilton Porter from the Sandlot. This is a Sandlot t-shirt. I'm going with Michael Lorenzen against the Marlins. I'm really big on his transition to starting. Eliezer Hernandez is a home run machine. I know they have no trout. I'm still going with the angels. Then I'm going to take the underdog in the Padres with Nick Martinez coming back over from the Japanese league. I respect the giants. They're awesome. It's not going to be easy, but I'll take a big number there with the Padres and hopefully Nick Martinez deals tonight for for them. How dare you?
2: Thank you, I know, Paul. Sorry. I Thank appreciate you. it, man. Paul Sporer, everybody. At Sporer on the Twitter machine. At S-P-O-R-E-R. And again, he will be uh, playing MLB, the show, deep into the night. At Twitter. Excuse me. At twitch.tv slash Sporer. That's twitch.tv slash Sporer. You jump on there, Kelly. Watch him play.
3: Uh, every now and then. Uh, more more when he's usually doing it, when he was doing his spots and playing right after. <laughs> Hamilton <laughs> Porter, though, can be seen on local stations uh, commercials if you're here in Las Vegas.
2: You know when I know you're serious? When you point right at <laughs> me when you talk right, like yeah. that. Yeah, watch out. Coming back, the playing games game, 7-8, 9-10. Next couple nights, next, v primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on
1: VCN, the sports betting network.
2: Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24-7 streaming daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Our all-digital MLB guide at vsun.com is available now. Adam Burke, he's got the futures team previews and best bets for all 30 teams, plus Jason Weingarten. From under a cloud of smoke at Southern Cali, he's got MLB future bets, trends, and more. Sign up today and get full access to vsun through the NFL draft for only $19. $2,402 Canadian dollar. Strong. At vsun.com slash spring. That is higher than normal. Yeah. Yeah. Interessante. All right. You have play-in fever? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to get him excited. I I totally do. Are you kidding me? Let me tell you something. I have (laughs) never. so pumped. Let me tell you something. I have never been as pumped for the beginning of of an NBA postseason as I am right now. It's, know, been, it's
3: been a while, yeah, yeah. It's
2: been a while. Just because the first rounds, skipping over the playing for a second, the first round matchups are so competitive. They don't—they're not usually that way, right? Yeah. This is this is a different kind of NBA. Pete Alonzo or f- I think it's foul, foul, but he just hit one to the sky.
1: A long way. Foul.
3: Sorry. So I'd say, Gil, I was I was as equally or more pumped for the playoffs to start. During the bubble pandemic season, right? But we were in the middle of a of a right. global pandemic, right. so it's probably kind of unfair to compare the two. We right? were we were excited for anything for though. anything. But besides like besides that, yeah. it's been a long time.
2: Is Buck Showalter arguing that that was fair?
1: <laughs> Is that what he's doing?
2: Uh, that it, it was? was, it was over the it was, foul It was pole. not fair, dude. Oh, they're having a conference. He's got him. He's got them caucusing. Um. So prior to the official beginning of the postseason for those who need the refresher again. Seeds 1-6 through six in the Eastern and Western Conference, they are already in the playoffs. But 7-8, 9-10, as instituted last year, play in a play-in tournament. Not really a tournament, but kind of a tournament. So the winner of 7-8... Uh, will become, in both the Eastern and Western Conference— and by the way, both 7-8 games are tomorrow— the winner of the 7-8 game will advance to become the seventh seed in their respective conferences, and they will play the respective two-seeds. So in other words, Nets Cavaliers winner will take on the Boston Celtics, who ended up as the number two seed in the first round of the best uh, playoffs, best-of-seven series, and the winner of the Timberwolves-Clippers game tomorrow night will take on the Memphis Grizzlies in a best-of-seven series. Then on Wednesday, you have the 9-10 games. By the way, the loser of the 7-8 game, whoever that is in both of those games I just mentioned, will take on the winner of the 9-10 games on Wednesday. That's the Hawks and the Hornets in the Eastern Conference and in the Western Conference. Uh, that is the Pelicans and the Spurs. Catch the fever on those games. Anyway, Nets, 8.5-point favorites tomorrow night uh, in the Eastern Conference. Where do you stand on that game?
1: I mean, the Nets are are better, right? I mean, so it's kind of like you, you look at it and... They're they're definitely the better team. Eight and a half, though, might be a little too rich for for my blood. I don't think I would feel comfortable laying the eight and a half in that one, especially considering we've just seen the Nets – Almost sleepwalk through games for like three quarters it and sure then, like, did. then they just win in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. It sure did. Like, that was yesterday, big, big time. Yep. It's like they just sleepwalk and then they just win in the fourth quarter it feels because like- they're like, oh, by the way, we're two of the best players on the planet. We should, we should just <laughs> go ahead and win the game now. It feels like, like the last week, that's all they Yes.
3: Did. No, yeah, yeah. It does feel like that. It does feel like this, this is one. I'm with you, Matt. I don't know if I'm running a late eight and a half, but. I mean, you are talking about a Cleveland team nine and fifteen since the all-star break. Uh, I mean, twenty first in net rating in, in the NBA over that time. The injuries have just really hurt this team. I think this is a perfect, Grab the money line side of Brooklyn and throw, throw it into a parlay with something else. I, that's what I did. Um, did do a money line parlay with them in New Orleans. We'll get to that game coming up. But I, I like I Brooklyn just to advance. Don't mess with the points. Grab the money line, throw it in a parlay, move
2: on. Also tomorrow night, 7-8 game in the West between the Clippers and the T-Wolves. T-Wolves favored by just two, two and a half points in this one. Um, first of all, if you gave the Grizzlies truth serum, who do you think they'd rather play? Oh, that's a good question. I'm going to say T-Wolves.
3: I think, truth serum, they would say Timberwolves.
2: You just don't want to mess with the veterans.
3: Uh, yeah, you don't want to mess with that. They match up better against the Timberwolves, too.
2: We're showing three now. Total 230 and a half. Any thought on that game?
1: Clippers, man. It's like you...
3: I can't, I can't bet the Timbrul. I'm, I'm not betting
1: this game. I'm
3: not betting this game. It is the, how about this Gil? I've never been as excited for a play in tournament game in the history of the NBA play in tournament <laughs> than I am for this game tomorrow. This is
0: the one. This
3: is the one. This is the one. The greatest yeah, I think game this in is, play I mean, in history. You're talking Timberwolves, one of the hottest teams rolling into this game in the league. I mean, top five in net ratings since the All Star break, 15 and eight over that time, only behind, fourth in net rating over that time, only behind Boston, Memphis, and Phoenix. Uh, it's hard to go against them right now with everything that they're doing. The Clippers, though, getting back Paul George, getting back Norm Powell, I'm not running to bet against that. It's like you, like you said, Gil, with the whole Memphis side of things, we're in the, we're in the playoffs now. It, it, you know, it might only be two games, but you, to me, I'm going to trust my veterans. I'm going to trust my proven scores through years in this league. I would, tr- I do trust the Clippers side of this more. I just can't, I can't bet this game where this number's at right now. I think I would need to see a five on LA to be interested in it. It's not going to get there, so this is one I'm probably staying away from betting wise.
2: Have any issue with the T Wolves being ten? 10- Games better than the ninth seed, or twelve games better than the tenth seed, having to endure a play-in tournament.
3: I mean, I think that's what you're. Unfortunately, that's you're going to get that almost every year, or a lot of years with this tournament, right? I, don't, I, don't I mean, I think it. on the on the flip side, uh, you know, I don't think anybody has an issue with the Cavs possibly being eliminated from the playoffs and they getting replaced with a better Atlanta team or a better Charlotte team, right now, in my opinion. I don't have any problem with it.
2: Because I, I think you're right. I think I, in any scenario, you're gonna have some beef.
3: Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think honestly, I think this year's the perfect example. I and mean, you look at it like this, and if fine, if you took the top eight, the Cavs would be in there. I don't think anybody wants like anybody outside of Cleveland right now would prefer to see the Cavs over the Hawks and Hornets.
2: All right. What about Wednesday night, the 9-10 games? Again, beginning with the uh the Eastern Conference game between the Hawks and the Hornets. Hawks favored by four and a half, two thirty-six and a
1: half on this. Move to five at two of the books out there, so some Hawks money coming in in this one. I mean, I like the Hawks and I think they should be able to win this game, but again, I think that number is just incredibly appropriate. I see why some people came in and started supporting the Hawks. I get it. Like, it's they're, they're a better team than the Hornets, Kelly, but it's just, you know, again, it's like that five number just feels about yeah. right, right? Yeah, it's, just, it's uh, I I think it's pretty perfectly lined. Yeah. Le- like
3: you said, Matt, it's definitely a lean Atlanta side for me and maybe something uh, to, we, where we can hop in live on. Yeah, but, that's
1: true. If there's like a – gets it down to like two or something. Right, and, you know, yeah. Get down yeah. To-
3: I would be way more comfortable with something like that. So, yeah, I think that's a, a game that I'm going to look to live bet. Nothing pregame for me, though. Matt, I, Matt's right. That, that spread is – Pretty perfectly lined, uh, I would say. I, I, you can't go north of five with that game. You're gonna see, you'd see a lot of mm-hmm. Charlotte money as they they've definitely been playing better recently. Um, but Atlanta Atlanta would be the only side to look at for me. But I think it's gonna be more of an in game attack.
2: Should probably ask. It's worth asking, like we do in football season when there's a standalone Monday night game. If this were just in the middle of ten other Sunday morning NFL games, would you bet this pre flop ATS? I would say the same about these playing tournament games, right? Hawks Hornets. Seems to be one of those. If that was just in the middle of a regular slate of NBA games, would you play it? No. And if the answer is no, which yeah. I think it is, then.
3: No. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, I think you could, you could you know, ask me that about the bet that I have, you know, with the, with the Nets and the Pelicans. It's a, it's a fair question. Um... I would definitely do what I'm doing with the Nets side of it. I might be forcing a little bit on the Pelican side, but I don't I don't really think so. I, I still think it's a pretty good bet.
2: That is the one game we hadn't talked about, the 9-10 in the Western Conference, which follows that Hawks-Hornets game. The Pelicans and the Spurs. You do have the Pelicans in that money line parlay. That's what you're referring to.
3: Yeah, yeah, I do have the Pelicans in the money line parlay with with the Nets. Um, I, I just think you're, you're looking at a Pelicans team that since getting C.J. McCollum has just become much more complete. Still haven't played that many teams with the, with the starting and closing five that you're probably going to see out there for New Orleans. And the one thing I would I would caution anybody as I started to do this last night and today is you know, if you're looking at really what these teams have done recently, you need to go a little further back than that because both of them have just had pitiful I, I, schedules down the li- down the line. Where it's like multiple games against Portland, like games against Houston. It's like cool. It might be racking up wins and you might see stats affected by that, but take into account who they've beaten over that time. I think it's a very important thing to do. But uh, I mean, if you're just looking, Pelicans at it, been scoring since they
1: got McCollum though. What's they've been that? putting points on the board. The Pelicans have right. been scoring a lot. And, now and, they don't play a lot of defense, but they've been scoring a lot.
3: Exactly. And they haven't played that many games with McCollum and Ingram together, mm. which both of those guys are lethal scorers. And I love Deontay Murray, what he's done to, you know, this year for San Antonio. But no matter how you want to stack it, best players in this. See, I, I mean, New Orleans has three of the four best players in it, players in this matchup. So I, I would I, – I like the New Orleans side of this. I think thro- – again, I'm not going to mess with the points. I like being able to just throw in a money line play with them in Brooklyn. I like going with that.
1: So what is we, this line of Zion,
2: please?
3: Oh, I was
1: just
2: – I was just you beat me to it. I was is that half say, a point? I was going to say, could you uh, call Zion's stepdad instead that, you know, if he's coming back like you said he is, he probably should <laughs> – is the time is kind of running out. It
3: is a half a point max. <laughs> max. If, they, if anything, you can make an argument it should swing the other way because they have had no experience of playing with him this year in the rotation.
1: It's like, no, he'll be back this year. Uh, you do know what the standings are, right? Very good. Alec Baum is the third baseman for the Phillies. It is the top of the third, and he has three errors already. Is that right? In this, yes, in oh this game. Oh, my yes. God. Yes, you know, three errors in the third The inning. horrible thing about
2: baseball is the ground balls will continue it's gonna, to come
1: yes, to him. It's going to keep flying over it. and over.
2: That ball has eyes. We'll <laughs> come back. Fruit baskets. Oh, so many fruit baskets. Talking about you Scotty Scheffler. Coming back right here on Beacon's primetime action.
0: At Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VCN, the
2: Sports Betting Network. Back on Primetime, Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Fruit Baskets.
1: Some bets are more fruitful than others. Let's find out who deserves a fruit basket of their own for helping the Primetime Action crew win this weekend. All right. Mateo Brown. We'll kick things off here. I mean... I even tweeted as much people doing victory laps for picking the number 1 player in the world who had won 3 of the last 5 tournaments <laughs> is a uh, not really a great look but whatever we we picked Scotty Scheffler all 3 of us <laughs> did to uh, to win this thing I mean you know look he was not only not only coming up really high in in every version of of the models that we made and ran and all that but also hey look the guy is on a ridiculous heater right now. He is playing some of the very best golf that we've ever seen. And not only that, but his demeanor, there were different times in this tournament where he could have where he could have where a lot of guys did. Kind of find find the water, find a bad bunker, skull a shot, whatever it might be, and and really, you know, find himself in a difficult position. He just did not do that. I mean, yeah. We get it, hole 18. You can kind of laugh about it, that he had to four-putt it. But outside of that, it was just a masterful performance from this guy. And you do start to look here, when we talk about win equity on this show, and there are guys that we were saying the reason we liked them was because of their win equity. Now, Cam Smith didn't have the greatest Sunday, but he's right up there at the top of the leaderboard yet again. These guys that go out and put themselves in position to win tournaments and Scotty Scheffler is the best in the world at it right now. So Scotty Scheffler the first fruit basket for us. Thank you also a a mild hat tip to Kelly who also had me go in even deeper on him as oh, the yeah. number was a little bit better too. Just a mild hat tip. Just a mi- mild hat tip. But no, no I, I, I still had to put the bet in. You no, of know? course, I yeah, mean, I course. still had to log in and put it in.
3: No, Matt. Know? Like I think you're right, though. I think the the things of like whenever it looked like he was about to possibly implode, he would make up for it. Like I, you know, he was, he was worse off the tee kind of on Saturday and Sunday than you would have expected from Scotty Scheffler but then somehow he made it, made up for it with a miraculous short game that really he kind he stayed in step with Cameron Smith yeah. who's one of the best short game players in the world and that was that was as impressive
1: as anything. The the other thing that I really did like about Scheffler's game in this tournament too is understanding the situation, understanding where he's at. When he had such a big lead, yeah man, hit it to the fat part of the green. Take two putts for par. Like do all this like like Totally getting it, right? Like, just understanding, I don't need to play aggressive at this point. I don't need to do anything crazy here. I've got a five-stroke lead in this tournament. I'm going to win this thing as long as I can just play bogey golf, you know, on the basically at this point. So, also getting that was just was awesome for him. My second one goes to Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, we targeted him, if you listen to the show. Targeted him in all the head-to-heads we could find against him. And thank you for just being honest and saying, I'm hurt. I'm playing hurt. I just want to let everyone know I'm playing hurt. Well, the book still put up. Head-to-heads with Bryson. Bryson, just an absolutely horrible, horrible tournament for him. And again, he's hurt. We'll see if he, you know, battles back or or whatever it is. Justin Thomas, a guy that had a horrible first round, and he battled back. And t- uh, tip of the cap to him, cash that top ten ticket for Justin Thomas, where it looked like he was on the fast track to missing the cut, and instead we look up and and now he's top ten in this tournament. Can't didn't quite get everything right, but got enough right to, again, be one of the very few guys that finished in the red for the tournament. And then um, and then finally, same deal for Cam Smith, another guy that I'm just, uh, you know, top 10 machine in these majors against super hard competition, just a dude that is is always battling, always in contention. And he had a rough Sunday as well. He had a rough time off the tee almost all tournament, actually. He just was spraying it all over the place. But another guy that is just so incredibly good, at rallying and not being affected by, you know, poor tee shot and things like that. And again, he cashes another top 10 ticket for us as well. And as we keep saying, play the placement markets, it will help your bankroll. Even if I did not hit Scotty Scheffler this week, I still would have had a winning tournament because of the head to heads and the placement market bets and things like that. So, um, I can't, cannot emphasize that enough, and especially you rest of country people that have access to, to way more options than we do here. Fruit basket for me to Scotty Scheffler. What do you know? Scotty Scheffler is going to have a stomachache after this
2: segment. So much fruit. <laughs> um, well done, Scotty Scheffler. I, at, like I said at the top, I had Cam Smith. I also had Rory. So I, I've never had this happen in any tournament, let, let alone a Masters. If it were only this accurate, uh, always. Scotty Scheffler gets it done. And let me just say this. Not only, I mean, the biggest shot, that chip on three yesterday when Cam Smith had gotten within one stroke, that righted the ship. But Friday night, we were here on primetime action, and we looked at the adjusted odds after 36 holes. And Scotty Scheffler with the five-stroke lead was even money. Everybody else was about 25 to one or longer. I sat here and I said, that's the best bet on the board, Scotty Scheffler. And he got it done even from that standpoint, moving on. Uh, Sometimes it's not the sexiest ones. Steady as she goes. Congratulations to Scotty Scheffler winning his fourth tournament in 57 days. My God. And then a shout out in a fruit basket. I don't know who I'm sending this to, quite frankly, Kelly. I just sent it to the commissioner's office. Uh, To uh, Adam Silver, perhaps, for the NBA's final weekend, and specifically the final day of the NBA season, which comes through once again in flying colors. Everybody who was supposed to win, if you put the puzzle pieces together, did in fact win. Uh, I like their tiered format, where they had a bunch of games in the morning that were all sort of related, then a second group of games that were related, and the third group, Um, well done. The only one that I I guess would have gone differently is if you had the Denver Nuggets, uh, last night, wait, excuse me, who were the Lakers playing? The Jazz, the Nuggets. Who were they playing? The Nuggets, Nuggets. I guess it was the Nuggets. Uh, who who botched a nine point lead? But thankfully, I was out of a, I was out of the game by then, out of the uh, the NBA betting game, I should say. So, congratulations to all who moneyline parlayed their way to glory yesterday. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Uh, yeah, for, first for me, I'll start in golf. Uh, Scott Scheffler make it third for around the table. Uh, talked to me a little bit about this earlier, but I, I mean, this was. It just an incredibly impressive performance. Where anytime you thought this guy was about to take a step back and allow these other guys to get in here and make it a tournament, and uh, he he pulled off some shot or or just played steady when others fell behind and couldn't get back in it. And uh, you know we talked about this at the beginning of the show, but this is a guy that you know from a year ago like you said Matt this is the guy we were talking about yeah he's got all the talent in the world how many to- how many times are we can really see him win though we haven't seen that much out of him yet and where we sit today with just an incredible few months that he's put together. This is one of, uh, you know, the top players on tour right now, and it's going to be incredible to see where where this takes him the rest of this year and how how long this hot streak can can run. But, um, man, for me, it's been a a a frustrating twenty twenty two. You know, twenty twenty one, end of twenty twenty one, got some wins in that fall. A part of the calendar for golf, but man, 2022, eight tournaments with outrights that to finish second or third, finally to get one home, and I know it's on the number one player, I know it's one of the shortest odds in the field, but that was just a relief yesterday for my for my golf betting to finally see mm-hmm. something go my way and get get home. So, Scotty Scheffler, thank you. Fruit Basket, your way for sure. Um, Stick with the Masters, Tiger Woods and Justin Thomas, I've got uh, here in this Fruit Basket, JT um, like you said, Matt, just really coming behind, coming from out of that holy dug-in round one, be able to cash a top ten, uh, be able to. add a couple matchups tied into him that was very that, that was that was a bit of a spri- surprise, especially when there was a bunch of guys that unfortunately let me down with some of my placement bets this week. Joaquin Neiman basically doing the exact opposite of Justin Thomas, going low on Thursday and kind of blowing up after that. Uh, so him, Siwoo Kim, who really messed me up on a couple bets so jt able to climb out of that hole on thursday and able to capture cash that top 10 was huge for me um and then tiger woods i mean we can keep talking about scotty Sheffer i'm still uh, as impressed with, with tiger woods as anybody in this masters including scotty Sheffer, for what he did after that car accident 14 months later just to make the cut Here at Augusta, amazingly impressive. We had bets on him. I had bets on him just to to show up. We all had bets on him to make the cut. He did that, you know. Did that, you know, rather easily against this against this uh, uh, field as well. So absolutely, Tiger Woods deserving a fruit basket and JT along the way. Gil, I'm going with you. NBA final weekend that Sunday yesterday. You just read if you just read injury reports the right way early on the day, you could figure out how some of these games were going to go. I had a parlay Celtics-Hawks-Hornets that it it was – uh, pretty easy to hit, and then a lot of player props yesterday. Those were ones that were key to hit on as well uh, on that final day of the regular season when certain starters were being rested. Those were really nice to play. Some of those, including Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr., which ends now a about two week stretch, Matt, where we've been, we've been banging overs on their point props, and it was I've just been playing alt numbers at this point. I, I, I'm almost sad the NBA regular season's ending just because of those two guys of the Houston Rockets, and now they're playing because I. I hit all props on uh, Kevin Port Jr. at 25 plus points, Jalen Green at uh, 30 plus points yesterday. Fantastic end of the regular season. Going to miss the NBA regular season. Time to start the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and and, you know, the the one thing with Tiger, I think that we kind of talked through that situation as good as we could. Perfect. I mean, because it was, hey, look, you know, as the tournament progresses, this, this might compound on him. And yeah, walking might get more difficult, the body might start fighting him. But, uh, You know, playing him to make the cut, that was the way to go. He
2: definitely had a hitch in his giddy-up by the end of uh, the 18th hole yesterday, that's for sure. But a valiant effort from Tiger Woods, who says he'll definitely play the British, maybe the PGA. Coming back on VEASAN's Primetime Action.